Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Nat Alliance Now. In this episode, the National Alliance's own Paul Martin and Dustin Bryant will be discussing how the COVID-19 pandemic has impacted personal lines, specifically this whole concept of homeschool or pandemic pods or micro schools and some of the risks associated with parents and individuals who are doing school in their homes. It's a great episode. I really hope you enjoy it. Welcome, everybody. Uh, I'm Paul Martin, and now I also have Dustin Bryant with me today. She's our Academic Director for uh, Personal Lines at the National Alliance, and we today want to talk about personal lines stuff. One of our main points, Dustin and I were chatting uh, the other day about doing this, this podcast, and one of the things we agreed on was the importance of prompting agents to keep their customers up to date and to keep themselves up to date with the changes in customer lives, to explore how this whole pandemic thing is changing families. And some of those changes could uh, be very related to insurance issues. So let's just jump into it, Dustin. Um, what you originally had this idea? What what prompted your thinking about how families are changing because of the pandemic? Yeah, you know, I've been thinking about this in various different ways because you know when we started this pandemic response is what I like to call it, the pandemic response. Four months ago, you know, everything was real hot and heavy in the insurance world. How's it going to respond? What kind of coverage gaps do we have? Carriers were really communicating you know, their position and how we're all in this together and they were ready to do their parts by the, you know, releasing uh, discounts for the autos for not having to drive to work as much. That yeah, there were right. stay in place orders and, uh, you know, being issued. And then there's the billing moratoriums that happened for people that might have been laid off or lost their jobs. So everybody was all in this together. And then as this has kind of gone on longer than people thought it was going to, you know, all of that's kind of died down. Are we still in it all together? Are we still making sure that our coverage is what it needs to be? You know, there was the uh, the automatic coverage that was being given away practically for delivery on personal autos for those employees that now found themselves driving uh, meals to and from houses. And that's gone away. And so we, I started thinking about this. Uh, you know, what else is changing? And right now, um, you know, everybody's still working from home. A lot of employers are really kind of reevaluating their position on whether or not they need to have employees come back. Mm -hmm. Some stay-in-place orders are still there, so it may not be time for the employees to come back. And so people are starting to settle in. I'm really hesitant to say it's the new normal because that's that's kind of not the thing to say right now. It establishes that what we're doing right now, you know, the mask wearing and the physical distancing is is what's going to be normal and a part of daily life going forward. And just yeah, I sure hope that it's not. <laughs> but right, I hope that it's not. So. I really kind of try to stay away from saying that we're establishing a new normal. And I just say that we're just establishing ways to respond and coming up with creative ways to get by. 
And so people were starting to say, okay, we've been doing this for four months now. The kitchen table is not a place for me to be sitting at work anymore. I need to establish an office. And I'm starting to wonder where are they putting their offices? Yeah. Um, are, they, are they still in the home or is that schoolhouse out back quieter with the kids at home? And so now they've got their, their operations outside in those detached structures. But not only that, just the social changes that are happening with uh, kids going back to school is what really kind of got my wheels turning. I, I think about a lot of the similar things. I, I've been just puzzled how we still seem to keep on living, but everything is still so oddly out of place and off balance. And anyway, one of the things I wanted to, I certainly wanted to bring up with you is the fact that the business aspects have all of a sudden invaded the home. And people that have never worked at home now have been working at home for four months. Right. And it, it upended their life. They made, they, what kind of changes did they make in their home? But then the insurance guy in me begins to think, oh, brother, there are exclusions that come into play in some of this stuff. Absolutely. That's where I'm spinning with all of this, you know, and another reason that this conversation prompted is because I like to reach out to my agent contacts and my carrier representatives and Every time you reach out to somebody, their response is usually a non-response. We haven't thought about that. We haven't yeah. really talked about that. Well, we know it's there, but it's not been a huge issue for us yet. And because the customer's not calling. It means you're not having the right conversations with your insured because, because they're there. They're working at home. And, and so it is an issue for you. So that's what, that's what prompted this is the conversations that agents need to be having with their insureds. Basically, just this is the perfect time to start reconnecting with your clients on a personal basis. I'm fresh out of an agency. I've been with the National Alliance for oh, what is it, four or five months now and enjoying every minute of it. But I'm still fresh out of the agency. And my brain is thinking, okay. You know, when I was there, it was a lot of the call that comes in, you handle that situation and you hang up. How quickly can you answer the next call? How quickly can you get off of that call so you can get back to rating? How quickly can you get off of that call so that you can keep working on that claim issue? The focus wasn't on talking to your insured about, hey, what's going on in your life right now? What changes may you have made? You know, outside of renewal time, obviously at renewal time, we're having these conversations, but not everybody's renewed in the last four months. No. <laughs> we're still working our way through the first year of COVID renewals, if you will. So when those clients call in, how are the agents starting these conversations with their customers? Because they don't know what conversations to start themselves. You don't know what questions to ask if they haven't been asked of you yet. Yep. Um, so that's really kind of where my focus started shifting, especially, you know, in the way of business. You said your concern is the business. Um, you know, everybody thinks of the business. What, Paul, let me ask you, when you ask any agent you've ever talked to, give me an example of a business at home. Mm -hmm. What I have always heard from, from my infancy in insurance is Mary Kay. Yeah. Every agent has Mary Kay at the top of their list because it's the very first thing you've probably heard as an agent when you talk about business exposures. Mary Kay. It's the oldest home-based business I can think of. And well, that's not the only thing that qualifies as a business. That's right. You know, when you 
really look at the definition of what a business is in the homeowner's policy, it's not just Mary Kay. It's me being employed by the National Alliance working in my home office. That's the definition of a business. Now, where do I have my home office so that I can see how my coverage and exclusions are going to apply to me working here at my house? That's right. It doesn't say I have to be compensated. That's not the definition of the business. Now, there are other definitions that come into compensation for what also could be a business that apply to some compensation. But if I had this office out in my other structure, my pool house, my in-law quarters, we might have some coverage issues. You could have some. Any kind of detached structure, we know that's going to be problematic. And there's some limits issues, of course. Um, what's the limit on business, business personal property? Is it $2,500 or something? Right, $2,500 for on-residence. But what about when I take my computer and escape these four walls and I head down to that condo yeah. in Florida? And work from there. Right. Yeah, it drops dramatically. Yeah. And, and so what exactly right. are you taking? And, right. and I know I've got a that? lot of equipment sitting on my desk right now that the National Alliance sent to me. Multiple <laughs> screens, the, the laptop, the webcams. I've got it all. Yeah. Do I have enough coverage? Yeah. I thought of this. What did your client, the agent needs to be asking their client, what did your employer send you home with? Yeah. They do need to know. And what's it worth? What's its replacement value? That kind of thing. I wonder too about some of these these professional professionals. What some of them are doing? Um, uh, hairdressers. I mean, they cut hair at home. I know they're maybe not supposed to, depending on what state you're in. Right. But are are they doing it anyway? Right. Just to try to survive. I don't know. Well, they, you know what? Not just that, Paul. Not just that, but um, somebody who's been laid off or they have more time at home. They're not laid off, they're working at home, but now their commute is drastically cut. They're not commuting an hour back and forth to work. And they've got the time to do that little side hobby that they always wanted to do. And they, they find out that they're really good at it. And they started up into this little part-time after work on the weekend situation. What about math, Paul? Everybody is wanting to do their part, and those really crafty folks that are great with sewing or great with sewing machines, they're they're making these masks, and not all of them are doing it on a volunteer basis. These masks are going from anywhere from five to ten dollars a piece. And so, what you know, if we remember what is in the policy about that, it says that a business can also be anything that you're compensated two thousand dollars or more in the twelve months prior. Well, Mr. Agent, are you watching all of your renewals? Because we've been at this for four months. If somebody's been making masks for four months, right? They've they've probably hit that two thousand dollar mark. <laughs> and and, you know, it, and it's not just it's not just the stuff either. It's the liability associated with this. I mean, right. the, the business the homeowners policy is clear that we don't cover liability for business operations, with a few exceptions, but they, generally it doesn't. And it's not going to, it doesn't cover professional services. Right. So if you're consulting, if you know, if you don't have a job and you're doing consulting or you, then you're not certainly not protected by your homeowner's policy. I guess, I guess where this conversation goes is agents need to be reaching out to their broad personalized customer base and inviting them. Please tell us how your life is changing because it could affect your insurance. Right. Not only just the fact that, you know, so far we've talked about the definitions or the coverage that's there, the exclusions that might be there. What about your limits? 
you've previously set your limits probably based on your budget. You know, if you've lost your job, you might even have limits that are lower than what you had before COVID-19 because you had to reduce that a little bit. But now you're adding back some risk. Let's talk about a risk that's really popular and happening right now that some agents may not be aware of. I'm a mom. I have young kids. My kids are starting to go back to school. We've been waiting on the school to pin down what our options are. Almost every school out there is offering some sort of distant learning option. So for the parents like me that feel in some way, maybe a moral obligation to say, you know what, I'm fortunate. I do have the ability to keep my kids at home. I can reduce the number of kids in the schools for those that have to be there, but my kids still need socialization. So what's happening right now is anywhere you point to on social media, these things called learning pods or group cohorts are starting where parents are getting together and saying, I know you, I trust you, we have similar values, we may be you know, reducing our risk in similar ways, let's get together. Why don't you bring your kids over to my house when school starts? We all go by the same school district and the same curriculum, our kids know each other, it's all great. Your kid comes over to my house when school starts and they can distance learn together. So there's not a restriction in the policy for that. It's going to be like a friend coming over to your yeah, house and having a picnic. But yeah. are your liability limits enough for when that child is outside playing with your child and they break an arm? Right on the jungle gym or whatever. Yeah. Your dog bites them because they had food and you know the dog wanted the food. Are your liability limits enough? Do we need to talk about increasing your liability limits again? But the insurance not going to call into their agent and be like, hey, I've got little Jimmy coming over to my house every day. What's yep. up? <laughs> yeah, they're not going to call. It, that's why agents need to invite them, somehow prompt them to reach out right. to your agency and tell us what's going on. If you, if you just wonder, it's okay to call us. Right. And, that's and, why I say there is no time like the present for now for there to be a shift on agents to reconnect personally with their clients. Stop, you stop taking the phone calls and trying to think about how quickly you can get off and move on to the next task. Spend a little bit more time with that client and ask, you know, things are changing. I remember you've got two kids. What are you doing with them for going back to school? I'm just curious. Let those curious questions happen so that you can then prompt the information about how coverage may or may not work for your clients and then offer them solutions for that. And they might need a new solution. Hey, all of you designation holders out there, if you still need to complete your 2020 update, we've got a very simple and easy way for you to discover all of your different online options. Simply go to scic.com forward slash distance dash learning. And on that page, you can see all of the different online options you have this year to complete your update. Uh, by the way, there's been an amazing phenomenon going on. In May and June, scattered all records in the country on RV sales. You, you go to a, a RV sales place, travel trailers, whatever, the lots are empty. Yeah. They can't get them in fast enough from the manufacturers because they're all selling. And they're, they're selling because families don't want to go stay in hotels or they don't want to get on planes and they want to take family trip this summer. If they just went out and paid for it, they may not realize that your interest doesn't cover that.
Right. It comes to liability, but it's not comes to physical damage associated with using that thing. So anyway. I thought about this long and hard. The shift in COVID-19 and the insurance world is just that personal lines is getting, they're getting craftier. They're being creative. Personal lines customers are getting creative. We have all of these restrictions. And at first, the customers were upset. I've got to have my kids at home. You know, same for working at home. You know, I've got my kids at home. They're a little disruptive. But now we're four months into it. It hasn't stopped and everybody's going, okay, I need to come up with some creative solutions for this. My kids going back to college, you talk about the, the motor homes or the mobile homes. So my kids going back to college, it was a disaster last year for kids coming out of the college environment. And you know, the stuff is stuck in the dorms. And now that they're going back to school, now that they're going back to school, they're not going to be able to put as many kids back in the dorms. It's going to be fewer. So there's going to be fewer kids going into the dorms. So what do you do with your kid that needs to be um, on campus? Not distance learning, but they need to be closer to campus. So my point is, is personal lines people are coming up with creative ways to get around the difficulties that we're going through. And they're buying the mobile homes and using them as off-site homes for their college kids. And they and they they may walking be walking themselves right into some gap or some risk that they really haven't examined. And that's that's why I think the importance of us having this conversation that there are families out there that are making tough decisions, just trying to survive, and they may be creating a little insurance holes quite unwittingly. But a, a brief conversation with their agent may, maybe can fix that. And maybe there isn't an insurance solution. You know, we, we talk about business. There's like three ISO homeowners endorsements. Aren't there like three that can be used in business settings? Right, yes. You've got your permitted incidental occupancies. That's yeah, right. Limits on your business property you can do. There's even some for home-based business. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's another one that I'm not pulling off the top of my head. That's the business um, pursuits endorsement. You remember the one for teachers? Yes, yes. business pursuits endorsements, and it's specific, almost specific for teachers. We don't know if the carrier will do it, but at least they're available. They're out there, and yeah. they're, worth, they're worth exploring if some of these things that we've been talking about are really happening in, in somebody's home, at least we can talk to the underwriter and see if they'll. Right. They'll you know, one of the number one things that's important for an agent client relationship is that sometimes you don't always have the solution. Right. But you let your client know what their risk is so they themselves can minimize their risk. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but if they don't know, they're going to accelerate that risk to the nth degree, and then they're going to call you when that claim happens and ask what's the all-important question. Another, another thing I thought of the other day, too, is I, I just got through renewing one of my car tags, okay? It was due in March. I just did it in July. And it, it was cool. You know, down at the tax office, they're cool with that because they understand what's going on. But it, a lot of people, I think, have gotten in their head that everything can slide. Right. You know what, Paul? It's not just consumers, though. I honestly believe that in some way, some agents may have the same perception. You know, the, we, let's talk about the extension of that um, delivery and uh, coverage that carriers were freely giving away at first. 
and then the, the billing moratoriums and now carriers are having to go a little backwards and help those people that are kind of off in their billing and they're having trouble catching up because they had those hold, those billing holds. Sometimes as an agent, and I, I would have to say that I might've been guilty of this at times, you might sit back and think, as long as I can have the right conversation with my carrier, we can get this to slide, you know? They, right. you're not having the coverage conversation with your client. You know, like I said, carriers, they communicated so much right at the beginning. How many commercials did you see on TV about, oh, yeah. you know, the discounts that were being added to the autos? Um, we're all in this together. I said that at the beginning. They, everybody wanted their piece of the, we're all in this together. But how many commercials have you seen since about that automatic coverage expiring? Not one. Not one, <laughs> not one. Yeah. So you had the conversations with your insured at first because they called in and said, oh my gosh, I, you know, I was you know, doing fine with my business, but now I'm out delivering meals from my business, you, the, uh, restaurant owners. Now I'm, I'm delivering these meals to get them to people because it's allowed and I've got the coverage for that now. And now the agent needs to remember to cycle back around and go, but you don't have the coverage anymore. So we need to get a different solution for you in place. It's not going to slide. The agent yeah. is not going to be able to slide it under the radar with the insurance carriers either. No, they won't. Yeah, they won't. Well, let's talk about how, how agents can communicate broadly to their, their customers. Just talk about some of the options that they would have. Yeah. You can do something very, very traditional, like you can, you can send out letters, you know, postcard kind of things to your customer base. That's still valid. You can do a big email campaign to them if they read it, you know, if it's not getting lost in their inbox. Um, social media. Uh, you can begin if, if your customers, you know, follow you on, on Facebook or, or Twitter or something, need to be tweeting at them. Yeah. Tweeting those questions out and say, reach out to us, you know, call us. Yeah. Doing something strange you've never done before. And let yeah. us keep up with you. Don't forget about the all-important phone call. I mean, do you open every letter that comes in your mail? Not always. No. no. no especially if you've gotten lots of communication from your insurance agent before, and you know it's just going to be another bill. <laughs> uh, um, you know, so and social media, sometimes that stuff gets pushed down. With it does. Don't, don't forget the importance of a phone call. Set a goal to make X number of phone calls a day. And, you know, and just reach out to your clients and let them know that some stuff that they may be doing may need to be talked about. Leave them a voicemail if you have to. They'll listen to it eventually. It doesn't have to be a long conversation. I agree. I was going to say that. Don't, don't be afraid to leave a voicemail. Like, yeah, that, can be, that can be just as powerful a message. And right. say, I'm just calling it to check on you guys and see what might have changed in your life since all this stuff is blown up. And give me a call. Let, and let's, let me catch up on what's going on, if anything. Right. Those kind of things, simple little things can make a big difference. <laughs> Some agencies I know actually use text, believe it or not. Absolutely. Yep. If you've well, got the infrastructure set up for that, do it. Send out those text blasts. A lot, you know, there's been big pushes in the past to go more digital. So a lot of firms are set up in a more digital way. And text message notifications, um, especially with the introduction of telematics, um, and, and all of that in the auto market, a lot more customers are accepting of, of the digital communications. All good stuff. Well, I think it, going back to our, our principal goal in this, and we hope that those of you that are listening would 
um, at least take away from this that we have a need in the industry to reach out to our customers to explore what's changed in, in this new environment. We don't want to leave them uncovered. We don't want to leave them short covered. We want to make sure that we're doing our job and help to protect them and their future with insurance and risk management. So anyway, Dustin, have a closing thought before we wrap this up? I'm just, you know, I'm just going to repeat that there is no better time than right now to connect personally with your clients, to have these conversations, start these conversations, and not just to the ends of coverage and selling coverage and, and, and advising on coverage, but we need human connection now more than ever. So when you're reaching out to your client, you're not only making that insurance connection for them and helping them ensure their protection, but you're just helping ensure their well-being overall. What a good word. Thank you. That's a great way to end it. So thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope this maybe inspires you to do some something creative that you know will be helpful to your customers and your agency. And um, thanks for joining us. So Dustin, thanks. Thank you, Paul. It's been fun. All right. See you next time, everybody. That's it for another episode of Nat Alliance Now. If you'd like to learn more or hear our other podcasts, check them out at our website at scic.com. And as always, thanks for listening.